Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host Ryan this week, and joining me as always is my co-host Crofton. Crofton, how's it going? How you doing? It's it's going. I'm gonna do one of these things that I hate it when podcasts do. Oh, are we, we gonna talk it? about the weather? No. Oh, what we, we did do? that. Oh yeah. I actually don't mind the weather. I'm like I'm like oh it's whatever. Maybe it's a Canadian in me. I don't mind it. We did it last time. No, I'm gonna talk about uh, my physical health. Oh. Uh, which is you know where somebody starts and it's like well I got a bit of a cold hack hack hack. That's essentially what I've got. My entire family is sick, and because this show is about balancing, you know, your family life with your geeky pursuits and all that sort of stuff. I think it's notable how you deal with being sick and how everybody deals with being sick. But like everybody has a cold right now. Um, I had a flu last week. We had to cancel uh, this mm-hmm. show. We're a week week off, and uh, my wife had had the same flu it's all morphed into colds so i'm gonna try to mute my mic diligently when i'm hacking so hopefully listeners at home uh, don't don't hear it i really hate when podcasters like make you get the 360 experience you feel the phlegm (laughs) on your face you know so i will try to avoid doing that well i'm i'm glad you're feeling better i'm sorry that it kind of spread throughout the family i there's nothing you know, it's. I'll say this: when when your family's sick, you don't remember what it's like when your whole family's sick, because you kind of block it out of. Because I'm trying to think, like the last time we were all sick, like I remember it being a bad time, but I don't remember specific details, uh, because it's just it sucks. Like you're not feeling well, and the the one thing you want to do when you're sick is just sleep, and that's the last thing you do when there are these young children depending yep. on you uh to live their life and i mean there's a little bit of wiggle room like you know abby will nap and caden gets his paw patrol time and often if if you're feeling under the weather you'll literally lay on the couch place caden uh you know sitting on top and say to him listen buddy daddy's gonna nap but if you have to pee for the love of god wake me up because uh, we're <laughs> potty training him now and uh I mean, he's essentially potty trained, but sometimes he forgets that he has to pee and he will he will have an accident. Uh, poop, he is like, pants are off. He's looking, He we've been upstairs getting ready for work and he will pull the potty off of the counter, tear his pants down and his underwear and poop and and, and sit there and wait until we're ready to, to kind of, you know, clean up. So, it, so it's insane. To any new listeners, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, yeah, you got so, the whole gambit there, didn't you? Yeah, you you've heard about my phlegm. You've heard about Ryan's child taking turbo poops. Uh, so I mean, turbo at this poops. point, if at this point, if you're still on with us, then good on you. You I'm found to the scare right people away. It's just this you is found our the right show. Yeah, no, for for sure. And to that point, like today was exactly that. Where so um, Gwen and I and, and and Jesse and Clara, we did something. I'm on vacation, which we'll, we'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But um, but uh, we went we went sledding today cool. in the morning, uh, sick sledding, and uh, it was sick in every way imaginable. Um, and uh, and then we went we the afternoon. I was like. You know, Daddy had to do a lot of pulling stuff up the hill and going down, and so we we got we got back, and I was like, after lunch, let's you know, it's a beautiful day, like just complete blue sky day. We had a great time at the hill, still a beautiful day in the afternoon, but I'm like basement TV now, you know, like and uh, 
and, and we went down and we watched uh, we watched a movie um, and we watched this movie Trolls, uh, mm. which is based on the troll toys, which I was not aware of. It actually has its own Netflix uh, series as well, which is great. So your kid is done watching the movie. There's a holiday special ready to go, and then a uh, and then an entire five season animated show. So Gwen was just like over the moon, and Trolls is all about dancing and music and stuff mm-hmm. and i just i know what the beginning of the movie was and i know what the very end of the movie was but everything in between i was napping yeah and i mean that like i don't think you can feel you, you should not feel guilty when when you do stuff because i mean everyone needs a uh, personal time and and it's also important that kids get quiet time and you know and i still followed the plot of trolls yeah exactly it's not i mean it's I honestly don't know anything about that. Uh, we watched, we tried to watch it, and Caden was just not into it. Caden is now. They added the fifth season of Paw Patrol on Netflix. Rejoice, parents! And it now includes the Ultimate Rescue episodes, which are these basically special episodes where it's like we're gonna give each Paw Patrol unit a new vehicle, but this is the ultimate vehicle, so each character. So, so for example, in the one episode he really likes is uh, Ultimate Rescue Save the Tigers from the Volcano. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and it's... it's uh, Yeah, I know. There's a volcano now in Adventure Bay. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Somehow... seasons behind. Yeah. Somehow the tectonic plates near Adventure Bay have created some sort of volcanic activity in the last couple seasons. And there are white tigers stuck on that island. Uh, I'm not combining episodes. This is a real episode and basically what happens is in these ultimate rescue episodes is that each that pup there's one pup that is focused on and that pup gets a vehicle that fits all the other pups so it's just another excuse to sell these giant plastic vehicles to kids and he's just been watching those ultimate rescues on repeat he will ask please i want to watch ultimate rescue episode 14 uh you know (laughs) volcano volcano white tigers and i'm like and he just watches it episode 14 and then goes you know <laughs> every day and he's uh, in well, it I, I will like gwen has firmly moved into girly girl content like really girl content mm-hmm. and uh as listeners longtime listeners of the show will know i'm a huge fan of the my little pony but uh but some of the other shows, like she's been really into the Netflix Care Bear show recently. And I watched hmm. Care Bears when I was a kid. I did too. And, uh, and uh, I remember them doing Care Bear stairs and, and, and going on adventures and like fighting that beast beastly who was the henchman of no heart and all these this stuff but but uh in this uh in this version it's all really annoying it's hmm. care called care bears and cousins and it's all it's got the most annoying music that makes my little pony look like a classical masterwork you know um and uh it's just yeah it's it's horrible and she just kept wanting to watch it over and over again and i'm hoping this trolls movie and the trolls tv series gets her into there because at least the music on trolls is like pretty good like it's much better than and that makes a big difference is what's in your ears because you can close your eyes but you can't close your ears (laughs) no you cannot because that would be that would be a problem, especially when you're trying to watch your kids. But uh, yeah, and sometimes that le- leaks in. And I imagine if you have some cold medicine, um, you're having some pretty wild trips in your naps uh, if you've got Care Bear Stare coming coming yeah. at you. Those, uh, 
those psychedelic trolls aren't helping me any. No, you know? no, they do. There's a lot of like star wipes in that show, from what I can remember. But uh, it's oh interesting. yeah, yeah. Kate or Abby is actually latched on to Paw Patrol as well. She doesn't watch it. She's just seen clips of it, and Caden has all the toys and the plushies. But he call she calls each and every one of them Zuma. So every every Paw Patrol dog is Zuma. She always run around Zuma, Zuma, Zuma. Where's Zuma? I'm like, go get Zuma. He's in, she's in, he's in the corner, and she'll go grab Marshall. I'm like, no, what are you doing? That's Marshall, not Zuma. Go back to the corner. <laughs> of course, I don't do that. Um, but you know, we've been buying her. You know, Ashley's been going to these. Um, you know, you know, like the used clothing stores where you can get because they grow out of them so quick. So like, I'm not gonna go to Walmart and buy a twenty dollars sweater for Paw Patrol that she's gonna grow out of in like, a you know, a month. So go to the I think it was like Tali's or something and uh, picked up a sweater at the fifty percent off sale and it's like, it's Everest and Sky and it's a it is clearly like a gendered sweater. It's for yeah, yeah. it's for girls and and she's like oh Zuma 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 and it's like no come on you know they're not zuma you got to get the dogs right but it's very cute she's never seen an episode but she's she's latched on hard when it comes to to paw patrol but um zuma is the one most people don't give a crap about i know so good honor good honor she's making amends for the rest of us she's uh she loves an underdog i guess that's that's the case but uh you know um before we move into dungeons daylight savings time hit and i I think this this could easily be a topic for us because I feel like you and I have a very strict schedule for our kids in terms of when we, we get them to bed, when they wake up, you know, when they nap, that sort of thing, right? So daylight savings, you can imagine pushing an hour ahead, taking an hour back at two points in the year can really cause some fluctuations because us as adults, we hate it, we complain, but we still wake up an hour later, we still go to bed an hour earlier, or we lose an hour of sleep depending on on the way you you handle it. But kids have no concept of time. So like, has it really thrown your schedules for a loop? Combined with the fact that we're sick, like, um, you know, the sickness plus the daylight savings and, and daylight savings is like, um, you know, as you know, and some of our listeners probably do, I do another show, good, bad or bullshit, where we draw a random topic every week and discuss if it's good, bad or bullshit. And, uh, we have pulled daylight savings time before and had a fairly lengthy convo about it. And one of the other hosts of that show has a child, has a child and you can totally see like the opinion goes from like, yeah, it's really who gives when you don't have kids to, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Who <laughs> thought of this torture to, to when you do have kids. And like, for me, it, it really does see, you know, it's such an arbitrary thing. It's, it's like, I, like I get why they do it in Canada to get a little more daylight, but not even, we don't even do it evenly. Like some provinces don't have daylight savings. I think actually only one Saskatchewan, I'm pretty sure doesn't have daylight savings. Wait, that's a farming it, province. Like, isn't that the whole reason we have daylight savings was for the farmers? I don't even, I'm not sure. Maybe, uh, no. but like bottom, bottom line is daylight savings is a construct as is sort of a lot of, time calculation measures time, man it's all a construct it's, it's all a construct uh but uh but yeah <laughs> I, I if i had not been on vacation uh, this week it would have been a really really brutal week mm. although it may have forced us to adjust a little better because we're kind of dragging it out and like even doing this show like if i had not normally the 
both parents are kind of done bedtime around 8.30, but Jesse's still up there doing bedtime because they got Gwen in particular, the older uh, uh, child got up late, you know? So mm. yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that it's over for the next few months, but I, I gotta say it's not the, it's not the greatest. If you're a huge daylight savings fan, please write us an email and explain why. And I will ream you out on the air next episode. I don't think anyone, I've, I've never met anyone who's a fan, but uh, enough, you know, enough, uh, enough of that let's 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 look at some dungeons i was gonna say like enough enough of that negativity but it was kind of like it wasn't all negative it was, it was some positive conversation let's uh, delve some dungeons though because we've got some fun geeky stuff to talk about it's been three weeks since our last episode so plenty to update on i wanted to talk about anthem but specifically from the sp- standpoint of playing boo, anthem boo <laughs> negativity boo yeah yeah i, I it's funny how I said let's let's leave the negativity behind and and talk about Anthem. Um, you know I've talked about it for the last couple of weeks on Gamers In. You can you can go there to to delve into more of the gamey type conversation of what the game is about. But what I wanted to talk about was, and I think you can relate to this as well, is playing games with with other parents that you know with kids like and other gamers with kids because i've been playing anthem with my good friend uh, matt and we've been scheduling co-op time and playing you know uh, on our own schedules and i just got to say it's very refreshing to play games online with with people who have kids because they understand when you say oh it's 11 30 i'm gonna go to bed because i gotta get up at 5 30 in the morning even though it's a saturday you know because because the kids are up they again time is a construct they have no idea that it's saturday or tuesday or whatever they are going to be up at six o'clock at best you know and i really do appreciate that and i I think it's something not that i don't like playing games with my non you know uh you know non-parent gamers i think that's also fun but there's this special understanding that when i yawn at 10 30 and then say i've got to call it soon and there's agreement on the other end <laughs> it's it's a nice feeling right it's a, it's a nice feeling coupled with the fact that it probably took you half the day of texting back and forth to organize logistics <laughs> yeah. to even be able to do it together in the first place right or or you start uh you know you plan to start at 8:30 and then you actually start at 9 you know because something comes up you know technical difficulties you know the kids haven't gone to bed yet even even the show has been impacted by stuff like that and i think i think it's just it's it's a again not not to you know say it's it's a better experience it's it's just as fun as playing with with friends that don't have kids but i think playing games with and having those conversations it's very similar to the show and and you know commiserating about you know, trying to find time to play even Anthem being this this looter shooter type game. Um, the idea is that there would be a high investment into it because it's uh, these type of games require a lot of time and effort, although this one not so much because there's not a lot of content there yet. But it's... Uh, if it, one player is, is far further in level than the others in Anthem, like, does mm-hmm. uh, can you play together? How does it work? Well, see, this is the thing, is it actually is all that's a good thing about anthem is similar to destiny it's it's kind of even keel it's scaled to the the players that are playing so my friend he he's more of a focus gamer you know he'll play one game until he's kind of satisfied with it and move on to a certain extent so he was a little further in anthem than i was so we were always doing missions 
that we were playing. And another great thing about co-op in Anthem is that you know we were both progressing at different times, so he would jump into my missions, he would see experience gain and yada 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 from that and loots and whatnot. But then we started to catch up to each other, and then I started seeing like his missions popping up into the map, and you know ones that I had already done popping into the map, and then I could select those and and progress again through my story points and and gather loot while progressing him through the story. So the co-op is set up in a way that it's very well set up in this game to to support that. Now there are other games like The Division 2 launching soon where it's not a shared progress. You're kind of joining the other player's instance of the game, which is not the preferred way in my mind for co-op. Like if I want to play co-op, I want to progress my game as well as my friend's game, you know? I know that's harder to do, but like that's that's the ultimate goal. So that's where Anthem has kind of but for me so on paper the, done better. In the division two, if you would if you would come into your friend's game, do you bring your character in? Like what You is do the bring deal? your character in. But So if you're under leveled and he's higher level, what happens? I think everything scales to to you to a certain extent. Now that's the other thing. In the division two, there are specific levels to specific zones. So I think if you brought your character in and you were under leveled and you tried to go do a zone that was for for your friend's level and it was like level 10 let's say and you're only level two you're not going to be able to survive in the zones that he's currently progressing in so it would make more sense for him to come into your world so that he can catch you up and level you up so but that's the that's the that's the significance there and that in anthem you have shared progress in division two at least on paper i don't know uh it just came out today for early access so i haven't really looked into it but for division two when we play on friday we're gonna have to choose whose game we mainline because if we pop into my game i'll progress but then he'll have not done any any of his game you know to a certain extent he'll have started to create his character but but as soon as he jumps out into my game he's not progressing in his which is kind of silly to think about getting back to your original point it is Mm -hmm. great to have bffs for that sort of thing because um like I now recognize that first off I've been out of the online multiplayer world for quite a while because I haven't had a room that ever since I had kids, it was like, you know, they went to sleep and I was in downstairs. If I would be voice chatting, they, they, you know, they would uh, be disrupted or Gwen would have been disrupted. But now I have a new house in which I can do voice chat and stuff like that. Um, but I'm now sort of out of the loop in terms of playing playing with folks, right? So I don't have a sizable friend list or anything like this. So if I want to get on, I then am at the mercy of my existing friends and where I fit in their triage, right? Which is, as a parent, I recognize low because I'm not a reliable person. I'm not. I'm going to have to exit early. I'm not on that often. I'm probably not at the same level. I'm not, you know, like there's just, there's a lot. Now I have a sterling personality. I'm super awesome and everyone loves playing with me. So that Mm -hmm. that's obviously benefits, but that is weighed down by, you know, everything else, which in the end uh, makes it that I'll, I'll be like, well, I'm, I'm ready to play this game of apex legends, but you, there's only two spots on the squad. And why would I get one of those other spots? 
from other more reliable non-kid friends, right? Mm -hmm. So unless you have other parents that are playing that understand that, that you you guys recognize at a certain point in time or ladies, we're going to get together and we're going to play this game together, then it, it kind of feels like in my case, I definitely like I'll, I'll scurry back to my single player game experiences because I realize I'm the lowest I'm the lowest mark on the totem pole, you know? Yeah, and I and I I don't know if that's actually happening for me, but I know that's the reason I can't play World of Warcraft anymore in a in a group setting, you know? I've removed myself from that pool because I know I'll never be able to keep up with, you know, other folks that can play, you know, when their schedule permits. Like my schedule like it's it's 7 p.m. onwards you know if everything works out you know so anthem is really good i would never have played anthem past the the ea access basic trial the 10 hours which i did do or even further past that the ea the one month of ea access premiere so basically getting about a month and, and a week change with the game because I, I would have just wanted to jump in experience it and jump out but because i'm playing you know with a friend and we have that that scheduled you know, let's play Anthem. Actually, it's funny enough, he had, he had just messaged me while I was recording. So uh, it, it's just, it's one of those things where for games like Anthem, games like uh, Destiny 2 was another one that I had scheduled time to jump in, you know, with friends that had, that kept a similar schedule to me. And I was actually able to do raiding in Destiny 2 and I freaking loved it. It was amazing. Uh, I wish Forsaken had the same impact with with our group, but alas, that didn't happen. But it, it's the only reason I'm playing it. It's the only reason I'm enjoying it is because I'm playing with other people. I could be playing with you know, uh, you you are scheduled, you are matchmaking with randoms, and it's just not as it like it's not as fun. There's no communication. Right. Everyone's running around in different areas, and it's like at least when you're playing with friends, you can kind of have that cohort type conversation piece. So. Yeah. And the other element is, like you mentioned, these PvE games in the game I mentioned, Apex, which is fairly new as well, is a PvP, like you're in a team against other teams. And the thing about that is if you're not playing regularly or you're not playing at the same level as your friends, well, right. then you're a liability, right? And so, of course, they're going to, when when triaging the team, they're going to be like, well, you know, Crofton wants to play well. Do we have anybody else that, that is better? You know, like, and... and uh, and I think that uh, that's not as much the case with PVE where everybody's sort of like it can be on raids in World of Warcraft. If somebody's a healer or something like that, they might get preference over somebody else. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, anyway, it, it, it's, it is an interesting conversation. And honestly, uh, I'd be curious to hear what, what other other parents who are trying to balance their game time online think, you know, because mm -hmm. for for me, uh it, it, it often feels like you in particular are playing eight different games at once or, or going through like, you know, like, and so like to, to maintain, to have people to play with on some of those games, like you're going from Anthem to the division two later this week, you already know that you're going to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so um, to maintain a, a group of people that are going to play with you, I played apex with you a couple of weeks ago. So it's like, you know, whereas like I, I'm slower. I guess I'm slower because of the amount of time that I have. Yeah, I, and you know, this isn't to, this conversation isn't to disparage people who have more time for games. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are parents out there that that can raid and wow. Uh, I know of specific raid groups that get set up for specific 
groups of people, you know, that can have a parent rating group where everyone kind of like, you know, it's possible to have a relationship with your significant other so that you can can guarantee an hour for rating. You know, I, I have that relationship with Ashley where I can I can do podcasts, you know, uh, three times a week, you know, and and I also have that relationship with my kids where I could say, like, I, I know that they're going to be up there sleeping you know, and and I I have a system where I can keep an eye on them, and and, and that's and true. The, the podcasting can't be discounted too, right? Yeah. That's a huge chunk of your week. So I mean, it, it's like if it takes an hour to do a show, plus let's say a half hour on both, like at fifty minutes on both ends to kind of like do the the you know admin, plus maybe a half hour to do other stuff related to that show. I mean, you're 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 you've got like essentially a part-time job on the side like and yeah. so so for me i i totally i totally uh, get that it you know we make the choices that we make i would love to play especially when i'm in a in, there's a there's a game that's really hot like apex legends and everybody's playing it and i got in very early and everybody's like level one and i'm level one with them and it yeah. feels kind of neat and then the next day i log on in the evening and i'm not and everybody's got these banners and medals and all this shit and i'm like <laughs> i'm I'm still got one kill uh i think so. like with fortnite it's the same thing right i went in first thing experienced it on the on the ground level with everybody else and i'm happy to step away and experience it from afar and and you know live through twitch and twitter and facebook as people really enjoy it and podcasts you know that's a major outlet for me when it comes to some games is i will just subscribe to podcasts like here's a storm love that game didn't get a lot of time with it but i listened to core you know just to kind of you know get that that taste every week for the game and sometimes i'd be able to jump in on on some weeks but you know it again it was just it was it was a cool experience to be, you know, playing games with because I don't play a lot of online multiplayer games, and it was, it was good to experience Anthem in that light with, uh, you know, with a friend, and and again, like I think for for parenting gamers, it, it helps to have. Not that I couldn't reach out to people who who don't have kids and say like, hey, want to play a game at this specific time? They would be all over it. Uh, it just they weren't all over Anthem. It just happened to be playing Anthem yeah. with a, you know, a, a friend who has kids. But um, I'm curious. That's going to be an EA special where it's going to be like five dollars Canadian by the end of the year, and I'll buy it then. Go on, you know, and, it, and play it, and it'll be fixed a lot more. And I'll be like, why didn't people talk about this game more? You know? Yeah. No. It. It. it I uh, just talked about <laughs> it on the, uh, you know, the the Patreon mini and. And posted that and it was kind of like uh, for gamers in and it was saying basically like ea has to support this thing like they can't let it fail it's just too big for it for it to blow up in their hands but um we'll see how it goes i think this week will be key for them to announce something for the game because uh, on the 15th the reason i'm switching over to division two is because the friend i'm playing with he only had one month of ea access premiere and a majority of folks who subscribed right at the beginning of anthem's release that month is up on Friday, uh, which happens huh, to be the release of Division Two. So we'll see how that goes. Bad, t- bad timing for them. I'm like uh, bad timing for EA. You know, like yeah, oh, time. Division Two. Yeah, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. But I'm curious uh, for it's you. That, uh, it's that meme. You know the meme with the guy, the guy who's walking with his girlfriend, and he's looking behind at the girl who walks by or whatever. Yeah, it's it's it like is, that girl's in Division Two. <laughs> I'm sure if that doesn't exist, it's already being worked on by Reddit. Uh, the, the Reddit is on fire when it comes to Anthem, and there's, 
you know, I we'll talk about I'll talk about that on the gamers in this week. You guys can tune into that and and we'll we'll talk more about Anthem. I know um it'll it's interesting. It's really it's where games are right now. There's just uh, sometimes there's these releases that it's questionable and uh, it's a pylon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a pylon fallout uh, the fallout effect. Um uh, yeah, I just I wanted speaking of online only games with uh, your friends. I'm playing a single player SNES game with my daughter. Uh, oh. so, so uh following up Legend of the Zelda the Wind Waker, I know we talked about it. She found out there was other Zelda games that led into Link to the Past on the SNES Classic. I thought she would have no time for that game based on the shitty graphics, especially compared to the the angel tears that that the uh, Wind Waker HD elicited uh but uh but no man we are we are pretty far along we're we're i would want to say uh two dungeons away from completing the game and um i got i I gotta say ryan uh did you play link to the past oh yeah i love that game played it when it uh either well it would have come out what was it 91 that game or was it later i think it's 92 yeah so probably didn't play it at release but shortly after, because I would have only been five at the time. <laughs> um, but I do remember playing it. So here's the thing. I did not play it because I was not allowed to have a Super Nintendo. What? Uh, Your yeah, parents didn't like boo, playing with power? Boo, Mom. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. I didn't. I didn't play it. So I honestly played it, and this is true, for the first time on a computer emulator on a ROM... Like you can get you can get SNES emulators and and like that was something I found out like mid to late high school or whatever you could emulate SNES games, download the ROMs and all that. Totally totally legal in Canada um, and uh, questionable, yeah, but very I guess very legal. legal, very legal, very cool. Um, and so uh, so so I played it then, um, and I don't. I, um, I had been playing a lot of PC games and like really complicated PC games, and I didn't have the emotional attachment that uh, that a lot of folks did with Link to the Past. So, um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Uh, but but I, I'm not even sure if I finished it to be 100 percent honest. And it's hmm. it's one that that has such a um, uh, you know uh, people describe it as or favorite video game of all time so it was interesting to play it to, to be playing it on super nintendo a couple of thoughts uh number one um it's really hard a lot harder than i thought mm-hmm. uh and uh what i mean by that is it you know first off the enemies can can beat the heck out of you you know you don't have z, z targeting and all the shit that you have in the 3d games where you can like combat is a is a little bit more like oh you block with your shield and you swing and all this here it's like you're you're top down walking around and and, and they make it they make it tricky and you can get hit and lose a lot of hearts mm-hmm. also they don't tell you a lot of stuff no a it's lot a, of, it's an open it, like unlike Ocarina of Time which was kind of a semi open world it was a guided experience you know you kind of were guided to the next area in Link to the Past same as Breath of the Wild was this open world and that you could tackle dungeons in in a manner of uh different ways right well you had to you have to kind of do them in a certain order and they have they have blocks they don't tell you much they really don't tell you much um and i've had to go on the internet 
a couple of times to figure out stuff. And I'll be honest, like that's just so the rules. They didn't have the internet in ninety two. That's sobering. Yeah, but they also didn't have a four year old next to you saying, Hey, wh- why don't we go to the swamp, Daddy? How come how come there's a mountain there? Go there now, Daddy. And I'm like, Oh God, how do you get to this swamp? Turns out you have to play it you have to play a damn flute that you get from a freaking tree man or something. Anyways. Or you just call Zuma and and yeah. get his little uh anyways, no. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> who, who, they're all Zumas. Um, so, 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 we're all so Zuma now. We're all Zuma. <laughs> so the other thing is that uh, in every Zelda game, we name the you can name the character, right? Like, right. we call the character Link because that's what Nintendo calls the character. But, but, but Gwen, obviously, when I'm playing with her, she wants to call all the characters Gwen, like Gwen. So that character Link. To her is Gwen. So whenever I say Link, which I do often by accident, she'll she'll be totally confused. And then I'll have to say, "Oh no, Gwen!" You know, like I'm talking about talking about Gwen. And we were in the store, and she saw a Link keychain, and she ran up to me with it. And it's like, "Look, a Gwen chain!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Gwen chain." <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Link to the That's Past cute. so far really good. We're we're near the very we're near the very end or the the. the before last dark world dungeon or whatever and uh it holds you know it holds up really well and kids are like like she's into it like just like she was into wind waker she's she has the same emotionally visceral responses the beep 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 when you have barely any heart seems to give her a coronary um <laughs> you know like she's it's it's really it's really uh been a great a great experience so like it it's weird how I did it, right? Because we mm. tackled a Zelda that is really nice to look at, really beautiful. She got to learn all the tropes of Zelda, got into that world before we went back to Link to the Past. And in in fact, I think that may have been the better way to go because um, Link to the Past doesn't have as much in the way of story and, and uh, visually dynamic content, right? So, uh, But she makes me watch the intro every time we boot up the stupid thing. So... Uh, mm. It's like it's it's like three slides of a PowerPoint presentation, pretty much. Um, the intro of SNES games at the time, yeah. but yeah, pr- good uh, good game and uh, totally totally holds up as as an old you know as an old classic. Like I check it out, SNES classic. They're back on sale, I hear. Yeah, it's like the NES, Super NES classic in comparison to the NES classic. I think the NES classic was a good sort of thing to have as like, something to have on your shelf but the SNES classic with its games in that catalog you were buying that for gameplay as well as aesthetics you know um, yeah because you actually you, you actually would finish some of those games like you know who is playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES longer than they have to just to kind of get in there feel the nostalgia jump out ah that was good but Super Mario World, oh. you know, Link to the Past, man, that speaking, Super NES classic is stacked. Speaking of Mario, mm-hmm. um, Gwen wanted, like, we were in the menu of the classic, and we played um, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island or something. Oh. Or, have you ever played that one? I, I have, have pieces of it. I have never played it. I don't know who designed that game, but they are crazy because um, – <laughs> That that where, game, where? that game. You're a first off. You play as the Yoshi's that are moving Mario babies. Yep. So everything about the game screams little kids. Like it's all like 
baby aesthetics or like really car- you know it opens with the stork flying a baby somewhere and it's got yeah. like everything is like cutesy overly cutesy even all the existing mario assets have been given like a cute overlay and so it seems like it's designed for little children like you know mm. kirby level kids but man that game is masochistic it is like the hardest mario game i've ever played who the hell designed it like this they're like hey look at this cutesy game that no adult in their right mind will touch let's make it brutally difficult and yeah uh, there's some difficulty in that game i think in terms of the control of throwing those eggs and the and the way the enemies come at you because it's it's definitely not connected in a way that you think like the way they make you throw those eggs is not equal to the way those enemies move so right that's true because you have to like the way you can't just throw the egg Mm -hmm. you hit a button and it makes this like targeting system go like up and down and then you have to click it again to throw the egg unless i don't know of another way to throw Uh, the egg that was the way i experienced is that kind of like the arrow moves up and down and then you have to hit the x button as as it launches over but it's funny you mentioned that you know to jump jump around a little bit going into into diapers but also connected to video games uh with super mario world 2 the yoshi's island um they've continued to create these yoshi games and the newest one coming out on switch at the end of march yoshi's crafted world there's a demo on the nintendo switch and i think you should check it out with gwen because i played it with Caden, and Caden was like no i don't want to play yoshi i don't want anything to do with yoshi it's not paw patrol where's the paw patrol video game yoshi 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 (laughs) Um, so I said, no, 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 let's, let's give it a shot, buddy. Let's see what it's like. I'm not buying, I'm not putting $50 into a pop Patrol video game, uh, crushing dreams, but, um, I, I might actually, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll wait for a sale, but <laughs> <laughs> I love how you back that up almost right away. I love my children. They love Paw Patrol. Like I remember when I was a kid, if like my parents weren't into video games, but they still like okay you want this game that has like a bunch of you know rats fighting each other i guess i'll buy pokemon whatever that is um so like i don't i not that i'm saying you know the pop troll video game is going to be the new pokemon <laughs> but um i don't know I, w- I want my kids to experience content that is relevant to them and anyways yeah for sure yoshi's crafted world there's a demo on nintendo switch i played it with Caden, and it's got that kitty aesthetic but it's not a, and it is it's got difficulty for you know parents as well but um the demo offers live co-op so that you and oh. gwen could play at the same time um also caden was over the moon there was a train in it and he was uh, he's big into trains like he likes the concept of trains he's not like wearing a conductor's hat to the park or anything but he's like he's into trains so there's some cool stuff like that and everything's kind of constructed you know in a way with like cardboard and like household items and stuff so it does look really really neat the aesthetic is really cool but um, oh i'm looking i'm looking at a trailer now while you're talking and it actually looks like it's inspired in many ways from the uh from that mario land 2 uh the game i was playing there's a lot of uh there's a lot of similar things i see in here it's very similar like but the the cool thing that addresses the concern you had with the with the one that came out on super nes is that the way you control the eggs you have direct control over it now and that you can move your cursor so you hit the i'm gonna throw my egg button and you can move the cursor around and you can actually throw in 3d 
as opposed to being locked to the 2D plane. So there's some, you know, mechanics. So in the demo, like you run through the level, and at the end of the level, it's like it flips it around and says, "Oh, you got to find all all the Poochie pups." So Caden was all over that. I said to Caden, like, "Okay, Caden, like, watch out for the Poochie pups. They're going to be hiding in the background and stuff, and you have to interact with them." And then you finish that level and you jump back out and this like robot guy, I don't know who it is, but he's he's giving you a bunch of orders. I don't know, like Yoshi's Yoshi's being directed by a robot is probably like a you know, weird code phrase that makes Yoshi go on a killing rampage. But I um knew it. Yeah, exactly. He'll go in and say, How about you find five cows now and go back into the level? So like you know, not stuff that you would ever do on your own, but really fun playing with uh with your for own sure. kids. Man, I, I will check that out for sure. Yeah, the demo is totally worth it, and I think it comes out March 29th, and I think I had actually uh, pre-ordered it during an E3 deal. So I I said to Caden, well, it'll be out end of March. We'll we'll definitely check it out, because he was all over it. He wanted to play the train level again, and I'm like, uh, why don't we wait until it comes out so we don't have to play the train level over <laughs> a zillion <laughs> times. And over uh you know i've I've seen what he does with you know paw patrol on netflix and he watches the same episode over and over again i really don't want to be like let's do the train level daddy every time abby naps well see i was actually uh, you know like when we finished zelda wind waker i was like oh god it's just is gwen gonna just tell me to restart this game and like yeah like what like why wouldn't she like why would you only digest that content once as a child you're you're probably like again let's do it again and uh it's the teletubbies phenomenon right again again you know so yeah for sure so i just like for me i'm just gonna keep spoon feeding or good content that i want to do i want to do as well speaking of content that i'm doing right now you're playing anthem i i've just uh uh uh, started into a game that came out a couple of years ago uh divinity original sin 2 Mm. which incidentally has one of the worst names of a video game yeah original sin is a weird thing to tack onto your game and it's a sequel, uh, so they're both called Original Sin? Also, to be clear, I am playing the Definitive Edition. So it is uh, Divinity, Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition. So what's which so definitive to, about it? <laughs> which is, to, to me, it's like what they use instead of Game of the Year Edition. They did oh. it for the last def- Definitive Edition. They add, they generally add a feature or add a few things. Um, and then it's the definitive edition or whatever, and they release it. Incidentally, I took a look because I was curious about this. It is going to be coming to the Switch, which is that mm. uh, um, I could – like it, it's either going to be the worst possible game to play on your Switch because already I find myself squinting at the screen to try and see things on my computer monitor, or it's going to be the best game to play on the Switch because I have no time to play it otherwise. Um but yeah, it's a it's a really really fun uh, Dungeons and Dragons flavored game where you control a party and and there's a lot of like choice character creation choices adventure and all that sort of stuff. I'm I'm sure I'm going to be playing this game for at least another episode of this show, so I'll shelve it for now. But mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, so far I'm at the beginning stages and it's pretty good. Yeah, my you know not to we we'll definitely talk about it next time, but I'm. My biggest concern with a game like Divinity 2 is that that game is designed for hundreds of hours of gameplay. And, like, do you have... Like, I, I'm i honestly trying to get better with games to be like, there's no way I'm going to finish this. There's no way I'm going to even put a dent in it. 
And I think Divinity 2 is one of those that like hit on that list of like, I don't even want to go down this path because I know I'm going to be disappointed in my amount of time that I'm going to devote to it. Are you are you in it for the long haul or are you just trying to get like you know a decent chunk in, into it? So I came to terms before playing uh-huh. that I was going to quit before okay. I fit before I finished. And I think I think that that's uh you know like looking at there's this website how long to beat yeah, or a great or resource for sure. I, I I put it in there and it compares favorably to The Witcher 3 which I did I did beat and wanted to beat um but uh so so it's all that to say it's really goddamn long. So um, I, I I get I get that. But here, what happened when uh, Divinity Two came out, uh, Original Sin Two, it got tons and tons of good reviews. They do what they tend to do, which is they they make the first one really cheap to kind of get you in, right? So I bought the first one, Divinity Original Sin, uh, and I played it, and it was um, I really actually really really enjoyed it. Like I really right. really got into it. But then I dropped at one point. Like I dropped, I think, into Act 2 or something. I dropped. And um, so I I wouldn't ever have bought even Original Sin 2 because despite all the hype, despite everyone saying how great it was, I was like, well, I didn't finish the first one. And I liked the first one. I could just pick it up or reinstall it and play the first one instead. But I had gotten a Steam gift certificate. It was on sale during the weekend. uh, And I was like, I know I will enjoy this game. It's got so much hype, and maybe there's a lot that's added over the first one that makes it different from the first one. Yeah. So I bought it, I installed it, and I installed it with the concept in my mind of I am not going to finish this game. Yeah, um, I think that's. But important. also, it is. It is the way you mentally approach these things. Hmm. Also, I'm on vacation, right? So for the next little while, and uh, and I was like, well. Now, it turns out vacation gives me absolutely zero extra minutes per day to play video games. I, I um, mean, like... I'm on vacation as well this week, and and I find that there, there is time. There are minutes, but not hours. Like, you're still getting up the next day. You know, you're still, you're, you're, you know, you're still yeah. tired from a bunch of activities, right? But I, 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 I've I been play- able to find minutes. I play. Um, I get more minutes of Link to the Past. Like Gwen yeah. and I are making good progress on Link to the Past, but uh, in terms of uh, in terms of Divinity, like like yeah, I, I haven't put in a lot. And one thing that can be a little bit frustrating about that game, or frustrating, depends how you see it, is it it can it. I'm ten hours in. Like I'm ten hours in. But if my game got wiped tomorrow, I could get where I am in an hour. Um, and huh. and and so it's one of those games where like. There's a lot of like, you know, solving things, puzzles, getting to know areas, and then combat is like super kind of strategic and all this. But like, after you kind of quote unquote figure a few things out, you can go pretty, you could go pretty fast if you had to redo it, right? So, um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, but I, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Really, really good game. I wouldn't think it would be a Crofton-y game because it's, it's very, like, it, this is going to make me sound dumb, but whatever. There's nothing that I... <laughs> games that require a lot of brain power. I don't like generally. Well, when you say like... it like that, like brain power, like I, well, I... like civilization, strategy. Or... We'll, we'll call yeah, it. yeah. I like shooting things. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you know? Or I like I like you know actiony stuff or whatever. But when it's like oh, I got to do all this 
menu management and all sorts of stuff. Normally I tune out, but this is one of those exceptions that maybe prove the rule. It's, it's really great. So I'll talk more about it next and next time for sure, because I guarantee I'll get at least one more show to, uh, out of it before, uh, before yeah. dropping. But uh, yeah, that's well, uh it, it'll be. I, I look forward to it because I, I. It's one of those games that I. You know, we talked about living vicariously through others, and I think that's. That was one of those games where I, I. I tried to play the first one. It was too complex, and I was like, I do not have hours to figure this out. Um, but I mean, we, we might as well move into diapers, right? Because we're running wait, wait. long. Well, well, maybe, but we've already sort of it. It's all hodgepodge together. It is, point, yeah. Right? I do see so, this road to WrestleMania, and I, I am tempted to ask what you're talking about. You might not want to pull on that thread this time. If we're going to cut anything, stop me from moving on. I want to know what what thread would you like could, me to pull on. The one that's more recent, the <laughs> fact that you actually got out and saw a movie and that that movie was Captain Marvel. Oh. I didn't even real. I'm so out of date. I didn't even realize that movie was out yet. You were gonna let evil. me. I was actually gonna save that one for next next episode. But you're right; uh, it's pretty it's fresh. Da- it's dated, then, like well, everybody else. Right? No, that's a good point. So you haven't seen it yet, I am guessing, based on your reaction. <laughs> no, but I have questions. Okay, so um, I celebrated my birthday on Saturday. And oh, happy birthday, buddy! Thank you, thank you. This episode should be called Ryan Murphy Birthday Edition. Boom! <laughs> Even though we we got into it fifty minutes in, um, no, I uh, so I said to Ashley like, um, she asked, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" And it's like I want to go see Captain Marvel. Like it's very rare that I go to the theaters to see. When I go to the theaters, I go to the theaters to see Marvel movies. That's basically it. I uh, any movie I don't want to be spoiled or even tempted to spoil myself i will go and see it in theaters there are some movies where i don't mind googling or watching article uh videos about him and then finding out you know key plot points um but and then i'll still watch it when it comes out for rental but captain marvel was one of those that i really did want to see in theaters um and i think if you ever get a chance to see it whether rental or whatever uh, we should certainly talk about it. I think it would make great conversation piece, similar to our talk about Avengers and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. So Captain Marvel, I will say right off the bat, the beginning is very jarring. I know nothing about Captain Marvel, and I think that kind of threw me for a loop because the movie starts in a way where she is established as this as this character. She's not Captain Marvel, but she is essentially uh that character and it's jarring and it's similar to guardians of the galaxy is that the way that movie starts you're introduced to these characters in a way where you're like just expected to to be all in so it's the same thing with captain marvel at the very beginning where it was a little jarring and you felt a little out of place as you were trying to put the pieces together and it's made even worse by you know the the fractured memory components that you've you've seen in the trailers but you know again keeping it spoiler free by the end of it it all comes together in a nice neat package and i really really liked it i thought it was it's one of my favorite marvel movies it doesn't you know it doesn't beat like the original avengers or infinity war or you know homecoming but it's like a solid like it's a solid marvel movie i really really liked it that 
and that's the impression I get. I'm getting that it is a solid Marvel movie. Would yeah. you say it's like one of your favorite Marvel movies? I think that if you went through the list, you'd be like, "Well, I I like this movie more. Oh yeah, Captain America: Civil War. That would be better. Uh, oh, this movie would be better." And then you would realize, "Oh, wait a minute, it's really a middle of the pack well, Marvel I movie." Even, I mean, if I had to go through it, I wouldn't put it. I I would honestly purposely move it up because again it's fresher also it's 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 newer so i am kind of more on board with it and the fact that you know it takes place in the 90s the 90s is where i grew up you know there's like again it's not a spoiler it's it's in literally the first trailer again if you if you haven't watched the trailer you're trying to go in fresh you might as well skip ahead two minutes but like she like crashes into a blockbuster super nostalgia 90s era stuff you know and again uh, one thing I gotta say is the CG done to de-age Samuel Jackson and uh, Clark Gregg or Greg Clark, guy with two first names, yeah. um, is phenomenal. You... Okay, I have it on my list here of things to ask you. That okay. was remember I said I had a few questions. I... One was, does the de-age look weird? It does not look so to me as someone who knows that Samuel Jackson is seventy years old. Um, in this, he looks mid forties, if not, you know, high thirties. Uh, never been good at gauging people's age, but it looks really well done. You you hardly notice it. And then I went to see it with Ashley. Ashley doesn't know who Samuel Jackson is, and I said to her like, "What? Did, what? No, no, no. Let's Sorry. skip over that. Wait, what? She doesn't know who Samuel L. Jackson is. She doesn't. Samuel L. Jackson." He's she, like the most profitable movie star of all time. They didn't She's really do tur- movies when they were younger. I mean, maybe Jurassic Park, no. uh, Pulp Fiction, no. Uh, oh, the original, uh, the, pre- the prequel trilogy of Star Wars films. No, you're uh, you're listing movies that that her family on never a plane? Would. No, they would like, never have watched those movies. They were not. They're not a big movie family. Like I think I've 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 brought her to more movies than she saw when she was a kid in theater. Samuel L. Jackson. No, I know. I know. I know. But I gotta say, it, it it worked well for this question because she 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 knew of him. Obviously, what she's about seen the him. Avengers? She's seen him in a lot of the Marvels movie. He makes a lot of you know a lot of appearances. Yeah. But he you know people change in terms of their age. So like. Him at 45 compared to 70, if you didn't have that context of what he looked like in, say, Die Hard 3, which I had, oh, you, yeah. you might not be With able to make the connection. It's the same person. So when I asked her, did you know that the char- the actor that played Samuel J- or <laughs> Nick Fury, is uh, that was a de-aged character. Like they, he, he shot the scenes at his current age, 70, <laughs> and then they used, uh- <laughs> used CG to bring him back down to 45. And she's like, no, I had no idea. And and now that you mention it, it's like holy shit, they did a really good job. Um, so yeah, that's crazy. They it. The the Clark Gregg stuff know, was a little a little off. I think they made him because I again I didn't have context for what he looked like when he was younger. It almost looked like they they made the older Clark Gregg younger through CG, and because I didn't have that connection, like I knew very well what he looked like now through all the Marvel movies and Shield. But I didn't know what he looked like back in the '90s, so well, see, that was a bit of a disconnect. But even then, it was still really well done. 
I think I read somewhere that they actually DH Samuel L. Jackson using as a model him from a certain movie in particular. Right. Oh yeah, I remember the Negotiator with Kevin Spacey, which I think is a hilarious choice of movies to be like, hey, let's bring him back to the age he was in the Negotiator with Kevin Spacey, which incidentally I saw in theaters. So, um, well, there you go. It, it's like I've already seen the Samuel L. Jackson. Think about what a trip that's got to be for an actor, like seeing like an actor who spent his entire career, like an actor that everybody on planet Earth almost knows. Yeah, um, except for that. That, life, <laughs> that uh, and and then and then like take him back to a previous point. Like like if they can do that, no no offense, no offense to um, the guy who played Han Solo and stuff like that. But, like, why the hell isn't Harrison Ford playing Han Solo if you're doing that shit? Like, if you can do that shit, do it with Harrison Ford, you well, know? Well, like, I mean, but, this, like, there's also the structure, right? Like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, when you look at him before and you look at him now, and then you look at Harrison Ford now and you look at Harrison Ford in Star Wars, there is a larger age gap there. And I think it would be tougher to move him because his voice wouldn't sound – it's still Samuel L. Jackson's voice – doing like it just doesn't sound the same it would be a harder a harder play thing to do but no the the de-aging works really well the fact that they can do it throughout a whole movie and have it look seamless is is very awesome for the idea of prequels in the marvel universe like if they were to do um what is wrong with you? what's wrong <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a no samuel like, okay come on <laughs> I've you seen a Time to Kill with John from John Grissom? No, like I've, no the, I've never the seen author. that. It's one of Samuel L. Jackson's like most iconic. I, you know, lines. I'm going to ask her after this. I'm going to put it in the notes if I'm wrong because I feel bad almost as if like look, if she could defend herself and say like, of course look, I know who Samuel L. Jackson is. But, but like he has a line in that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where and it's a spoiler. It's it's somewhat of a spoiler. Like he's it's on fine. trial and Matthew McConaughey is like trying to trying to free him and. Uh, like he's killed these these um, white supremacists that have lynched or beat beat people and all this sort of stuff, including his children. And then he has this this uh, question by Matthew McConaughey's lawyer saying, "Did you kill them or something?" And that um, and uh, or did you think that they deserve to die? And he's like, "Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell." And uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's an iconic Samuel L. Jackson line. And Dave Chappelle on the Chappelle Show had this skit about this, you know, Samuel Adams beer, um, and it was a Samuel Jackson beer, and it, it was Samuel L. Jackson dressed up. Like Dave Chappelle playing Samuel L. Jackson. Right, right. Dr- dr- dressed up as Samuel L. Adams. And he was delivering all these lines from all these movies. And like he's like, Samuel L. Jackson beer. It'll get you drunk. And, uh, okay. But, but, but I was just like, it's, it's worth watching. It's just he's been in my brain, like my pop culture brain for so long. That's why that's yeah. why I make such a big deal about but it. But not it everybody is, is like, like – No, I know, pop, I know. She's not big into pop culture. So like she enjoys the Marvel movies. She really liked Captain Marvel. And I think like when you – and the, the, you know the other thing is you know you and I both have daughters. And when I watched Captain Marvel, like before – you know I don't have any sisters. Obviously – a lot of women in my life that I, you know, 
love and respect and all that and and i think captain marvel is a great film i'm glad they made it i'm glad they 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 made it the way they made it um and they they brought a female superhero you know front and center in the marvel universe and they've they've given her not even given her like she's always had these amazing powers and she's in this movie yet she goes off off the chain and and she's got you know, like immense powers, but I oh, I want to know like any more of your my, questions before we we, yes, we dive out questions. of here. Just mm-hmm. real quick, uh, do I need to see it before I see Infinity War to understand what's going on? It uh, okay. Some people might consider this a spoiler. I don't consider it like a huge spoiler. I think that if you don't know anything about Captain Marvel. It might be jarring watching Avengers Endgame without seeing Captain Marvel because it really sets up the way her powers work and what she's capable of. And I think that's important to understand when you go into Endgame. Yeah, um, I don't really know what her powers are. Also, is she, how powerful is she compared to the other Avengers? She is. She, the... is, uh, she is, and uh, to quote Kevin uh Faye, uh is that she is the most powerful superhero in the marvel cinematic universe she is, is the she? most powerful yes yeah more than thor way more the one she, who just the one powerful. who just stood in the light of a sun and got star and got burned any spoilers any example i could give you uh would be spoiler i can give them off air and it's it's not it's not a huge example it wouldn't but like it it would spoil the movie in a way for folks but it's not a huge one but um that as well as like obviously you could probably guess that the you know end credit scene is related to endgame um so but that but that scene will be addressed in endgame i imagine in the sense that it'll probably either be repeated or changed based on um the way they want to introduce characters in Endgame. So, the other the other thing is, um, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of sort of knowing the flow between uh, that film and Endgame, does that movie does Captain Marvel explain where she is being up to this point in the Marvel C- Cinematic Universe? Uh, it depends like on it, how much you want to, you know, suspend your your your. Suspend your what is it? Suspend your disbelief. Suspend your belief. Anyway, uh, it just it depends how far you want to like let your mind sort of drift. <coughs> in the sense that in Captain Marvel, they they set up uh, the the gap uh, uh, between Captain Marvel and Endgame. However, a lot of people might say, "Well, if she's all powerful, why blah 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 blah." And like, yeah, yeah, you could so you, could you do- armchair comic book guy this thing to the end of you know end of time and poke holes. But at the end of the day, like if the guy in charge of uh, producing this this cinematic universe says like, "Nah, she had stuff to do. Earth has the Avengers. You don't always call in your best guns for." Ultron or Loki like it wasn't that bad but when you look at what happened in Infinity Wars (laughs) really bad stuff happened in that movie so um yeah the movie sets up the gap but it won't outright explain it for those folks that are looking for an absolute reason for the number one powered superhero to come calling every time something goes wrong on Earth. No, no, no. I just, yeah. For, for me, the big question was, do they even explain it or does it just end in the 90s and they don't even explain it? And then, uh, and they, then give, like, they give her, they give, there's, there's something to do. 
you know uh, and again I, I i don't want people to think like i'm spoiling the movie i hope hope folks don't feel like i am and, and certainly write in if if you felt that way it would no be good no to... i don't i don't think you have you're just answering straightforward questions yeah i'm trying like, i'm trying not to yeah. but you know if we're if we're talking about captain marvel again like i i think i was leading down that path but i do want to revisit it and then this is a great movie that addresses you know uh the need for female superheroes and the need for oh. you know female representation in these type of films um there's some great you know uh you know mother daughter type stuff in this you know uh a lot of like you know they they explicitly talk about you know the way you know carol danvers was treated growing up being in the academy like you can imagine you know now is tough even tougher you know in the 80s trying to grow up and and become a you know a pilot so they they address all that and i think it's important and for those folks that are complaining about the movie in that way they probably haven't seen it because it's all associated with they need to tell that story to get to where, you know, to to see what Carol Dam, who Carol and Danvers is. That's it. my my last question is mm-hmm. what? Why are um, I haven't looked into it, but why are people complaining? Like I hear Rotten Tomatoes turned off their reviews for the movie or something like that, and people or like their user reviews. I mean, like, like we can even bring this back to Anthem in that a lot of folks like to be negative and in the case of captain marvel in the case of rotten tomatoes shutting down reviews that was the case of them there's no way they would have seen the film it hadn't even gone to previews yet and people were 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 writing these fake reviews um there's the idea of review bombing people uh, get a get an idea that this film uh is is an issue and i think um there was this Straight up misogynist? Is is that what it is? Because normally racist, like if somebody's a yeah. racist, there's there's the open racist and then there's the people who are like, yeah, but I'm not a racist, but, but, but. But like for me, it's like this just seems like a regular generic superhero movie and the protagonist for the first time like on the Marvel side is a, is a, a female. Mm-hmm. And then like that – is that the only reason that, that – they're review bombing like what is their justification for uh, for giving it negative reviews there was like so i don't know for certain and i and i, I want to state this uh, right off the bat and that they are wrong like th- the way they review bomb this movie like whether it was because they're misogynist or whether because they felt like they had to have their voice heard because everybody else was was talking on the other side um they're wrong. The movie's really great. It does not deserve these bad reviews. And I even think some critics kind of like played it safe in their reviews and they didn't want to talk it up too much. Cause again, like, you know, it's like, Oh, another Marvel movie. It's amazing. But you're right. It is, it is another great Marvel movie that happens to feature a female protagonist and, and yeah, it's just, it's still really great. But I think there was some interviews that, you know, Brie Larson is, is very active in the community. She's, um, uh, she, I think, I don't know for certain, but I think some people were quoting her as saying some specific things that uh, I don't even want to get into. But like, she, okay, so you know, there, like there she, was maybe comments from people who were in the development of the movie, yeah, uh, that that probably the the trolls really just latched onto or well, whatever. You know what she probably I, I get said that. is she probably said like she probably Wait, said something said along earlier? the lines of like it's it's a superhero movie, and of course. You know, we wanted to make this for, you know, uh, little girls and women all over the world who are looking for these movies because they also like superhero movies. I think I read an article, you know, you get those little, like, magazines 
Uh, or no, it was in the pre-show. Stupid Cineplex pre-show. But it was actually inter- interesting because they were interviewing Brie Larson and she said, you know, you're watching pre-show for Captain Marvel. And she's like, anyways. But she was talking about, um, you know, she had this phone call with Kevin Feige, who's the producer for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he said, like, his daughter hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies. But this is the this is the first one she's she wants to see because like it's a movie that has a, a, a female protagonist. It's the first one that features you know a female superhero on the on the poster. Like it's it's a big deal, and a lot of the folks that are causing issues are like they they've already had 10, 12 other movies that have featured like you know uh like a strong male lead on the cover you know captain america iron man thor they've made three of each of those just to just as examples like and a lot of people just you know i don't know i don't know it's the internet yeah and- no no that's that that's already more than i i i thought or gathered it mm-hmm. just seemed like there was no normally there's a smoking gun or some sort of reason you see people do all the stuff that you know an armor of as, fake justification that they can hide behind i don't think, I think there is like there might be well, something they could point to that is very minute i think you, you know like right you get, get so it. many interviews for these things i'm sure like someone said something that they'll point to and say this is justification but at the end of the day they're wrong like i mean it, my opinion is subjective but i i think the movie yeah. was was well made as it. it as an aside mm. uh i i got my driver's license in my early thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I got, I've never been pulled over by a police officer, but I was yesterday. Ooh. Um, Gwen and I were on the way to the children's museum in the uh, museum of uh, history in, in, in Gatineau and, um, a police officer pulled us over and, um, it was because I was driving with expired plates, which I have been meaning to get, uh, to uh to, to go to service ontario i will get there uh and uh anyway uh the police officer was a lady uh-huh. um and uh, gwen was in the back of the car and stuff like that and uh you know she came she came in and she, you know she introduced herself to gwen and asked her how old she was and stuff like that and and um i think for there was a brief moment where she was thinking about not giving me a ticket and uh um, I'm really, I'm really glad that she did give me a ticket and I'm going to say, this is going to sound really badly, bad, bad in a way or, or good. It's like, I want Gwen to see her giving me a ticket because when Gwen, when she was, she went back to her car and she filled out, she was doing stuff and, you know, pulling up my information and all mm-hmm. this, um, Gwen was asking me what, what was going on. And I said, well, like, look here, dad, you know. Daddy did a bad thing or whatever. Yeah, and I made a mistake. Uh, He's going away that, for a long time. <laughs> you see all those cars? They've got numbers on them. You have to pay to drive on the road. I, you know, I did not pay yet or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then she came back. And if she had let me off the hook, like I would have been, I would have felt bad in a way because I would have had to say to Gwen, well, like, you know, oh, nice lady was giving daddy a chance to make. And I, 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 the right thing. Sp- I think you can, I can cancel the ticket. Like you can get it reversed if you go do your plates. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think so. But, uh, <laughs> my father-in-law she, swears by it but i mean she she was pretty clear that i was paying the ticket uh, oh, okay. but she's 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 like i 
I hate to I hate to uh, to to give tickets. She's like, I really it's the worst part of my job. But um, and I believed her. Like she was very mm-hmm. empathetic, the nicest cop I ever met. But also, I really think it was awesome that the first cop who pulled my daughter and I over was was a, a lady, uh-huh. uh, and such a nice one is at that because it it to me and that she did her job well and she was doing what she needed to do. I was at, clearly at fault, and so like movies like Captain Marvel or whatever these representations they're not ubiquitous and my daughter mm. is a girly girl like she's really into mermaids and princesses and trolls pink trolls and whatever like she's so i i like to have this content there that that opens these you know <laughs> gateways like like having to explain and link to the past that we're saving like eight different girls that got caught in eight different crystals and 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 she's like why are all these girls caught in these crystals and like why is it only girls that are caught in these crystals and and i was like you know like i i don't have a great answer for you here uh and uh so 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 it's good to see that the tide turning and definitely like you have a daughter i have two daughters and like really like i'm probably not gonna have a third child so likely i'm all you know i'm gonna be navigating a world where i want them to have positive role models so i'm i'm glad to hear because no offense to black widow but like a brainwashed Russian spy who is assassinating people left and right and tortured and all sorts of stuff. Probably not the leading character that I want for my kids, you know? Yeah, but I mean, we don't know what that movie will be like, but you're right. There's uh, there's some trouble there. And I think with Captain Marvel, it's a little uh, a little more jovial in the sense that she's not a... a well, she's not a Russian spy. But, uh, you know, so it's... I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I I was kind of thinking like, man, when the sequel comes out, you know, when they do a second one, that might be one where I can, you know, take Abigail to it, take Caden to it, and we can have a great time. Uh, and then and then maybe uh, introduce more Samuel L. Jackson movies to Ashley. Um, but yeah, no, I, I there's really, so many. I know we could start at Star Wars, and then she'll never want to watch <laughs> another one again. Um, but I I think that. A lot of the, I'm glad the movie's doing well. Same, uh, same as Wonder Woman. I'm glad the movie did really well at the box office because we need more of these films. Because I really appreciate even video games. I I love when video games have strong female protagonists. I'm sick of playing as the same, you know, average, you know, dude hero. Like it's just it's it's we need more you know differing experiences in our in our entertainment and this is a a perfectly good example where it's doing something very positive so i i highly recommend people go check out captain marvel and ignore the 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 noise uh that that kind of has pretty much been i think quieted down since the release and since it's done so well so that's so ryan just before we uh we roll we we roll off this topic Mm -hmm. how are we doing time wise here we are are i think we're at time um so we might do one of these tweets and then save everything for the next uh next episode but uh, i did want to follow up we got a follow-up from neil via twitter from our last episode where we talked about reed's dairy and Neil says, just started this episode on my way to work this morning. He grew up in Oshawa, and oh man, I loved Reed's Dairy. Looney shakes were great. My store had an animatronic cow that would lift its head and moo when you hit a button, and also a train that did laps around the ceiling. I guess this is a main trope of the Reed's Dairies in you know this part of Ontario, in that they had like essentially animatronic animals and items and stuff, so... 
I like I like how this is like a super subset fan base. It's like it's like Ryan and, and Neil and maybe yeah. like two other people who are like we're from Southern Ontario. We know we know this Reed Sterry. Just for the record, listeners, I have no idea what they're talking. And about. he, you're not far from me. You know, like the fact that you uh, don't know what Reed Sterry is and I do just goes to show why probably the company's gone under. And I mean, if Reed's Dairy's but, listening, they're probably thinking like, man, if we had more people like Ryan and Neil, we might still be around. Uh, so poor Looney shake out for Reed's Dairy. Yeah. <laughs> if they want to sponsor us, I'll get on that Reed's Dairy bandwagon so fast. Yeah. I mean, delicious milkshakes. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Crofton, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week with even more delicious Looney shake content to discuss. You can visit us on the web at tgistudios.com slash dad. Email the show, dad at tgistudios.com. You can buy us on Twitter. I'm at rmurphy and Crofton is at Crofton Steers. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Have a great couple weeks. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I'm going to look up that. Uh... <laughs>